you are the master. The people love you, but there is one problem. Your arch nemesis, the evil one, wants your stuff. He sends his six powerful minions to defeat you, and after days of fighting, you are victorious, but tired. So it is nap time. The people can take care of themselves, right? After your eons-long nap, you awaken to find that the evil one and his ragtag group of minions have not only taken over all your cities, but they destroyed them, the people, and built layers of their own. Not only that, a crick in your neck has weakened you. You aren't going to stand for this. With the help of your trusty angel, you take to the ground and take on these minions one after another, regaining your strength as you go. Once you clear the land, the angel motivates the people to rebuild while protecting them from the kidnapping bats, house-destroying dragons, and the other enemies of the land. The evil one has gone too far, and this time, like all times, it's personal. Welcome to Act Razor. Welcome to Retrotopia, the podcast of two guys from two different countries crossing the border to talk about the video games we love. And on today's episode, we got Act Razor. So my name is Brian, and with me, as always, is my angel, Sam. How you doing, Sam? I'm doing good, Brian. I love that one. That was that was good. <laughs> Am I a naked angel, like the angel in this uh, in this game with the little cute? Oh, the pictures you sent me today. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, how, Anyways, how are you doing, buddy? Not so bad. Uh, it's, it's been a day. We were, we were talking a little bit before the uh, before the show started. Got some. Oh got some, yeah, toilet gate. Got some plumbing work going on here, so I'm uh, I'm not I'm not washing and I'm peeing in a in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> it's prison rules over in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you were telling me about that. Uh, your dad came in and ripped up your bathroom and then kind of left you with nothing for the night. That's gotta <laughs> suck, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you got heat, right? Yeah, we got heat, got uh, electricity, got the internet because we're talking. And, oh yeah, and, uh, and that's about it. But usually, like, it's it's kind of funny how uh, one of those things missing can really kind of like fuck up your day. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, you're talking about your entire bathroom gone. So I mean, yeah. that's kind of the big one. Yeah, and, and, and you know, no you're down to the it. gas station uh, cleaning yourself in the sink there, and a dude walks in off a long haul, and he's just like, "Oh man, you're my dream man." Yeah. <laughs> well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Next week, if you're not here, we'll know you got uh, dragged into the back of an ice truck and uh, murdered. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy, happy podcast, right? To start off with. Well, not, not, no spoilers, but that, that might be preferable to the game that we're playing for next time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, you can go ahead and tell them uh, a little bit of a little bit of a preview about that game. We're going to be playing Lion King for the Super <laughs> Nintendo there, and it's not going too well. That game. Oh, man. So both of us have started the game and both of us have been pretty much uh, stuck on the second. I think you made it to the graveyard, right? Uh, I actually, well, spamming save states, I, I did make it past the graveyard, but oh, uh, look at, look at you, Mr. Save states. <laughs> it swiftly got destroyed right afterwards. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm still stuck on the second level. there, trying to uh, get past that little ostrich, ostrich part, but uh, uh, we'll get to that. Anything yeah. else you're playing? Uh, yeah. Um, well, it's chipping away at Mario wonder. I haven't had a whole lot of time to play that, but I've been enjoying that so far. Um, I also started playing shining force, uh, Hell yeah. Sega Genesis, uh, mega drive. 
uh, that's been pretty cool so far. I just really got into that um, just a little tiny bit. So I'm looking forward to playing that some more because that was pretty cool uh, for starters. And then yeah, it's um, on my short list of games I want to play. It's yeah, it'll you'll you'll enjoy it, I think. And then um, and then South Park, uh, which we have for an upcoming episode here. The stick yeah, I, I started South Park on stream yesterday and. Uh, God, that game is just so good. Right. It, it just hooked me right away again. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to I've played it before, but I'm looking forward to, to picking a different class and um, hopefully uh, discovering some things that I missed the first time through. Yeah, and it's been so long since I played it. It almost feels like a new game again, but uh, a new but familiar game. It's like an old pair of underwear you found under the bed. <laughs> uh, or behind your toilet that's no longer there. <laughs> exactly all right well if you want to join in on the conversation about you know lack of toilets and underwear under bed you can find us on x at retrotopia pod and we're working on making an instagram and a discord is actually being built as we speak so in the future you'll be able to join in on the conversation and let us know how you absolutely feel and of course if you're listening on Spotify there is an option there to leave a comment or a voicemail to tell us how great we are or tell us how bad Sam sucks. <laughs> so as we said today we're talking about ActRaiser, a game developed by one of my favorite uh developers back in the Super Nintendo era, Quintet and it was published by Enix before they joined to become Square Enix. It was released in November 1991 on the Super Nintendo and is classified as a platformer, a city builder, and an action RPG. What which you didn't know existed before we started this podcast. Yeah. What yeah. can't this game do? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much everything. And um, as you heard in the intro, which uh, I, I showed you, Sam, but uh, we're not playing for this. But uh, the intro basically goes over the entirety of the story, kind of compressed from the manual. And it's very simple. You have two kind of methods of playing this game. First one is an action, like a platforming side-scrolling action game with a sword swing. And as you play as the master, then after that, after that, you got the simulation where you're the angel flying around and it's a city building simulation. Yeah. And those, they, they refer to those as the acts, which I thought was pretty cool. So um, yeah. like act one is you going through and uh, kind of, clearing the path for your uh for your little villagers in each region um so it's a it's a platforming level and then um i guess i would call it a boss not really a mini boss but um it's like a clear, secondary boss yeah as you clear that out and then it opens the paves the way for act two which is uh the city builder portion well yeah and then act two finishes off with the main boss yes uh and then you get kind of the after acts yeah series where you um continue to build the city and you kind of get some more stuff. Yeah. Once yeah. it says that once you're um, once you've um, destroyed the, the boss of the, or the, the monster, that's the second um, or the third act, I guess uh, the, the townspeople are no longer afraid or they no longer live in fear. And so they might uh, come up with some extra abilities or their, their town might advance a little bit and they might offer you some things. Um, and, and that's kind of cool. So yeah, you get a uh, little bit cocky. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Like, hey, we did nothing, but we're going to fucking be a dick to you. Yeah. You pretty much, uh, you pretty much carry their, their weight around the whole time. And then they, they're like, Hey, I have some wheat. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what God needs. Which is actually pretty useful. So I, I guess I shouldn't knock their wheat. Uh, no, actually, they, it's they a very important well. part of the game. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> the wheat uh, replaces the corn eventually, but yeah, you shouldn't be knocking it. I mean, wheat's very important. Yeah, let's let's be um, let's be nice to our, our little villagers. Uh, they they yeah, go through a lot through the course of the sim portion. <laughs> <laughs> well, villagers are dicks, but uh, we always start every city out with a platforming level, and the platforming is simple. It's a side-scrolling level where. You come down from the heavens and you uh, inhabit a statue, which was left there as a monument to yourself. So, you know, very you centric. But you I have start a few through... monuments to myself. Oh, yeah. I bet you have a few outside. <laughs> Everybody who comes to your house knows a mailman there has to pray to you before he drops off a letter. Yeah, I got a big, big old sword and everything. Too. <laughs> pretty cool. Everybody respects you when you have a sword. <laughs> Just ask every neckbeard out there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's probably oh, gonna lose it, it, some listeners. Yeah, no, there was a, <laughs> not to not to alienate anyone, but there's I was at the. Uh, this is a little off topic, but but it's worth it. Trust me. I was at the uh, at, over at the bar the other day, and there was a, a guy that rode past on a razor scooter, and he had like this sword in a in a hilt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? He was off his off on his way to friggin' uh, defeat the enemy at the end, so he could rebuild the town. I mean, he could have been, uh, but we all just kind of were like, "What is this guy's story?" But you know, maybe he's the master, and he's gonna go um, make it so that you know we can we can rebuild our town here. Yeah, maybe that that's his whole shtick there. But uh, so we're in the platforming levels, anyways, yeah. and we're we're side scrolling. You're jumping around. You have enemies that take one, two, or three hits there. And throughout the level, you actually have these orbs on a pedestal, and inside those orbs, they have items. Yep. And every level has pretty much the same items, except for the flame sword, which you can only find in one level. So. You'll get a one-up, which is obviously it's self-explanatory. Then you get an apple, which will recover your health. Uh, you can get a crown, which is worth a thousand points. The points are absolutely useless. Uh, you can get a diamond worth five hundred useless points. You can get something <laughs> called the crush, which will destroy every enemy on the screen, which is very useful if you're in a pinch. Yeah. Uh, the flame sword, which is, we'll get there, but I'm pretty sure it was put in this specific spot for a reason and then you get something called the origin of magic which lets you cast a spell and you can collect these and every origin of magic it counts to one spell that you cast yeah and those those little that looks like a little uh kind of a scroll on the top of the screen right when you get when you got yeah. one of those then you you ended up with like you know however many that you had found you get to use your magic spell that many times when you're in the platforming level yeah and when the level's over it uh it disappears like everything you get in the level is only the level centric so you don't right. carry over to the next one right so after you're done the platform you get to first uh first act you get to a mini boss we'll call it which is basically the first round the guy who's kind of gatekeeping the citizens from actually building anything you beat him you move on to the simulation level where you actually play as the angel so you're floating around. It's a uh, top-down view. So you're the angel in the air, and you're looking directly at the ground, and the people are just these, like, little, almost nondescript blobs. Yeah. And they run around, and they build a city. They're like, so, you, you know the you know the uh, Fisher-Price little people, but, like, before they updated them and made them all detailed, when they were just, like, real blocky, 
Well, back in the day when uh, they couldn't mold plastic properly. Yeah, like they were just kind of round little nubs with little smiley faces on them. That's kind of yeah. what they reminded me of, like little Fisher Price little people that just kind yeah, of. Yeah, and that's that's all you need, anyways, because they're not really that important to the story. Like they just run out, you know, build a build a little block, and then they run back to their temple. Right. But as the angel, it's up to you to keep them safe. So you got four types of enemies who will actually uh, inhabit any one of these villages. And uh, the first one in the first village, you have the napper bat, which is just a black bat that'll steal four people at a time and then kind of carry them off screen. And it's up to you to shoot the bat out of the air and let the people drop to the ground so they can scuttle back into the city or the Which town. Which is hilarious. I love it's that. It's freaking hilarious. It's awesome. <laughs> you can hear them too. They're, it makes like a sound effect that when you, when it pulls them out of the little town. Yeah. They're all like, yeah. Yeah. And then. Yeah, it's like a little it's like a little shout. And sometimes if it happens off screen, it's like, I got to go find that bat and track it down. It's like a shoot it and watch little people run away. <laughs> See, I never worried about it too much. I just like they're floating away there. And then if I got the bat, I got them. If I didn't, I just like I just didn't care. Oh, you just let them get carried yeah. away. Oh, yeah. You just shoot them over water and they drown. <laughs> They'll fall down and just bloop. They're gone. All right. Well, when we play a game with some sort of morality system in it, we'll know uh, where Brian is and then and then where I am. I yeah, think. That's a weird <laughs> thing. Like if you play a game like Fable where you have a good uh, good path and a bad path, I will yeah. always veer to the good path. I usually do, too. Like, and even if I'm trying and I know what choices will take me to a bad path in a game, I just can't bring myself to do it. Yeah, it's it's the hardest thing. I think actually being bad is just not in my blood. I always play video games to be the hero and I don't identify with those people who actually play as the uh, bad guy and are like, oh, this is great. The bad guy is awesome. Yeah. Unless, unless you let uh, the, the napper bats carry your people away. Or oh yeah. They're away. not bad. They're just hungry. They're, they're just eating. <laughs> so, and I'm just helping nature work. Work as hard as these blue dragons. The next enemy oh, on yeah, the list they, is yep. the blue dragons and the blue dragons. They just burn the houses down. So they float up and they'll just shoot lightning or fire out of their mouth and they'll burn the houses down. If you hit them with an arrow, they'll do a quick move out of your way, but normally they'll sit static enough for you to shoot them. They're medium difficulty and a little bit stronger than the na uh, napper bats. Yeah. Like the napper bats take one hit and the, um, with your little Cupid arrow and then the blue dragons take three Cupid arrow. <laughs> It does have a little heart on it. Does it? I, I didn't it actually pay like, that much attention. It looked like it to me. I was playing it. And I was like, that that little arrow has like a little heart. It's like a little naked Cupid baby. Oh, this is Cupid before he uh, he gave up the uh, death. Just, you know, yeah. Went for love instead. But uh, all right. So the next enemy, we got the red demons. The red demons are just uh, they dry up the field. So if you start out with corn and eventually you work your way up to wheat. But the red demon's whole job is to destroy the fields, which actually kills people because they need that to eat. Yep. Uh, you hit them, they bounce all over the place. Again, they're a little bit stronger than the blue dragon. Everybody's getting uh, successively stronger as we go. And that leads into the skull head. And I know you love the skull head. Oh, fuck the skulls. They're so. <laughs> they're the worst. I Okay. Yeah. So these these skulls, I, do you want do you want to take it or do you want me to describe? No, you it? have this one. These Okay, so first, first of all, there well, there's one, there's one um, uh, map, I guess. So on the map, there's different regions. There's probably like six or seven, I think. Um, 
regions and as you hop through the the monsters on the map and the sim portion get progressively stronger and these skulls there's one with a skull on it and the first time i saw it i was like well that's a weird little piece of the landscape and then it started moving around and i and then i shot at it and it you know blinked you know like it was taking damage and i shot at it again and again and again and i think they take about five or six maybe seven hits yeah they're pretty strong they are quite strong um and you know, this is in addition to, you know, you've got your your blue dragons, maybe an, a napper bat and maybe a red demon, some other stuff going on. Uh, do not let these skulls out of your sight, because the first time it used its earthquake attack and leveled my entire like I had been playing for. Probably I I probably was a good half hour into the sim portion and, and the towns were doing well, I had developed most of the map and this skull dropped and wiped everything out brian i almost quit the game (laughs) (laughs) well they Uh, they appear in two locations one being uh north wall which is where they're the real dicks because there's two uh two layers for the skull heads and the other one is thinking itos yeah i think so um and that's the one that's um is that the one that's a desert i can't i can't quite remember but there was yeah there was one where there was only one and okay so also, in the one where there's two, that's Northwall. That's the that's the last area of the game before before you finish up and go into the yeah. the final portion. Um, two sets of those skulls, and uh, I I realized I, I did let one out of my sight, and it and it wrecked my map first of all. Um, and I had actually cleared. There was a blue dragon lair. And I'd cleared it. So these little layers are like these little runes where the where the monsters come from. And uh, you can go up to it and you can hit a button. It'll tell you a little information about it. Like there's blue dragons in here and there's, I don't know, like 150 left. So yeah, then you and- know that, you know, you can you can kill 150 of them and that layer will be done until you go seal it with your villagers. Yeah, um, and that's the important part is you have to seal it. Right. Um, but my villagers didn't know how to make bridges, so I couldn't get across. There was like a, a little river in, in North wall. And so an additional thing that happens when these skulls, uh, drop and destroy your village is that it seemed to replenish the, um, monster layers. So not only did all my village get destroyed, but <laughs> everything I'd been working towards just kind of reversed. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that would be a rage quit for me too. Yeah, I yeah, that was that one made me madder than the first one. <laughs> yeah, but the thing about the red skulls too is they'll actually sit there for a bit. Like they don't always just go right off and destroy your town. So you no. have a chance to get rid of them, but if you ignore them for too long, then well, you kind of screwed yourself. Right, and they start doing this like kind of like um the the sprite of the skull will kind of like vibrate or like it looks like the teeth are chattering. And if that starts like you're screwed. There's no way that you can get to it in time and and hit it with enough arrows to kill it before it drops. And it'll yeah, just, and it'll pretty much destroy everything. You got to focus on those more than you got to focus on your town. I mean, it's yeah. um, it's a very very delicate balancing act. And uh, in addition, they can be pretty quick too. Um, so they move. Um, they don't move diagonally, but they'll move like side to side and up and down. Um, if you get in its path. Uh, while it's sitting still over your town, it'll rush down in your direction. So um, you kind of have to just 
if you can fire an arrow up at it and then you have to get out of its way right away and then like move back into position and fire some more arrows at it as it retracts back up to where it was sitting. Yeah, but it because almost if your angel like, runs yeah. out of power or like out of health, you don't yes. die. You just can't shoot arrows and then the uh, monsters can go to town on your entire, well, town. Yeah, there were a couple times where I ran out of health and it was like a blue dragon was like, you know, burning little towns and a and a red dragon was burning fields. And it was like, I can't do anything about this right now. Oh, except for watch like real good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, no, okay. My name is Sam. You can uh, find me at the local church and attack me. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, like that was actually one of the things that frustrated me is um, my accuracy replaying this game was not too good so i was missing everything like the bats and the blue dragons and film are the first town like basically the easy town and once i run out of power there I ran out of power it was just kind of like all they could do was sit there and watch and it was just getting on my nerves so i, right. I kind of quit the game for a bit because normally when i get to the point where i'm getting frustrated i'll stop for about an hour and then go back to it but my save file corrupted so I, I ended up going back to an empty uh, save file and had to restart the game. And I was pretty much, you know, screw this for a couple of days. And I did manage to get through it again a little bit. But, uh, no, it's that just floating around because it's so directionally based. Like, you can only go up, down, left, and right. And the diagonals aren't really useful because no, you only you shoot can't. in four directions. Yeah, you can't do the diagonal. Yeah, and I found that frustrating. Um not something I would uh, write the game off. Obviously, I was the one who convinced you to play this, so this is one of my favorite games. But uh, it's just one of those things that, if you look through it from a like a retrospective view, where nowadays we have everything in analog, it's just I wish you could shoot diagonally. Yeah, that that part. Um, that's one of the things about the game being as old as it is that that doesn't age quite so well. But I did get used to it after, you know, I, I got through Fillmore. Um, you know, all three acts and moved on to the next one. By the time I got to the second um, area, which is called blood pool, I think um, then I was really, I kind of had hit a stride and I was really enjoying the game. Um, when you get down to the sim portion, uh, you kind of get into a, a groove where like, this is a great game to um, just kind of lose yourself in for a bit. Yeah. It was and, very relaxing. Yeah. Like, you know, you can you can kind of manage the town a little bit and just kind of keep an eye on on the on the monsters. Uh, the the music is a bit repetitive, so I actually turned it down and I just I put like podcasts and music on and stuff. And I just kicked back and shot at monsters until my town was uh, strong enough to seal the the dens. And yeah, yeah, you can get a good, you know, I don't know. I'd say each sim portion is probably a good hour, hour and a half at least. Um it wasn't too bad. It was uh it was a good nice little casual game, almost like a Sim City with uh arrows. Yeah, you can I mean you can just kind of sit back and grind and, and yeah, it's like Sim City, but like with with more to do because there's a little bit a little bit more action going on where you can you know you can engage with these monsters and then it's like Yeah, and okay, once you well, seal all the layers, you can just kind of sit back and let the town build itself up so that uh it's nice and strong for when you go fight the last monster or last boss. Right. And you're okay. So the, the RPG element of this game where you get your, um, your level and your health, uh, and I think your magic points is by growing the towns and, and your strength is reliant on the population of your town. So like experience points, 
uh, equate one-on-one to or one-to-one to the population of your town. It'll tell you you're now level whatever, five or six or seven. And this is the population you need to reach to get to the next level. And your, your MP and, and hit points have increased. So that's, that's how it's, you know, tied into being an RPG. Yeah. And it's very important to let your towns develop up. I rushed out of Filmar the first time and I was uh, a little bit under leveled for blood pool and then severely under leveled for Kessen, Cassandora. God, yeah, the names oh, get harder to pronounce as you go. Oh yeah, that's the desert one, isn't it? Yeah, um, that one was. But cool. let's 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 yeah. uh, let's talk about the towns here a little bit because we uh, we've gotten what five or six of them to talk about. Yeah, well, we talked about uh, Fillmore. That was gets kind of your basic like starting forest area with with very very few um, obstacles. Yeah, and it comes with the easiest first boss of all, the centaur, where you can just duck under his spear and dodge the lightning and then beat him to death with your sword. Yeah, it, if you can get the pattern of some of these bosses, uh, both the kind of mid-bosses from when you first clear the way and and the, you know, the Act 3 bosses uh, to finally clear the whole land, um, there's patterns there where if you, if you can get it just right, you can really dodge and then just wail on them until they can. Yeah. And that, that's attack. the strategy for most of the enemies is just dodge and attack, dodge and attack. And you just learn the pattern there. And as soon as you do, you're good to go until you get the magical stardust magic attack. And then you can use that to wipe out pretty much most of the bosses. I don't think I got that. <laughs> yeah. You, you get it in blood pool. It's like very early in the game and it is the strongest magic attack. I and think it'll two hit, maybe three hit some enemies, like some bosses. Oh, that's amazing. I, I think I, um, so again, I mean, we've, we've said this, um, this is episode two, but we've said it every time so far, uh, that it, when you're going into a retro game, playing a true retro game like this, uh, look at the manual. Cause it, this, the manual for this game practically tells you exactly what you need to do in each. Oh, it's yeah. almost like a strategy guide and manual. But, um, you know, I think for me, I didn't get all the items that I that I could have gotten. And I don't think my character got as strong as uh, as he could have before I tried to take on the last uh, portion of the game, because there are offerings that you're supposed to give to certain towns from other towns that. Yeah, and it's a it's yeah. a lot of back and forth at the end of the game there. And I think I found that. um I was accidentally using items when I meant to. Um, and, and if you goof up and I think if you use an item where you're not supposed to, it doesn't like prevent you from doing it. You just lose it. Well, I didn't know that. Like, yeah. I know there's, uh, you got to take certain items back to certain places, but I figured it would block you from just randomly using it. Yeah, I think I, I think I goofed it up a couple times because there was definitely something that um, either it said it, this isn't useful here, but it's but it was still gone <laughs> or <laughs> uh, or it just like you used this and it just doesn't do anything like it doesn't tell you anything. So I think I, I might have kind of goofed myself up on this playthrough where yeah, you should have read the manual would have told you everything. I really should have. <laughs> All right. So we talked about Fillmore there and then we had the Centaur and then the final boss, which is Minotaurus. Um, again, it's just a pattern stick and move. He jumps up and down. You, uh, avoid him coming straight down on top of you and he throws his ax, but it's not really a huge bite of a battle. Yeah. Once I realized that, um, the big 
chunk of damage that I had to avoid was him dropping down. Um, I would just let him drop down and be next to him and then just start hitting him with the sword. And if he throws the axe, it only takes like a hit point. So it was, yeah, you just beat him to death through attrition. But out of Fillmore, you get the bridge and the bridge is very important because the next town you go to is blood pool. And you start off blood pool fighting the manticore as you're in like sunken ships on the red lake. And it took me a while. Like I was looking at the, uh, levels again tonight and it took me a while to realize that the first part of this um or act one here actually takes place in the blood pool itself that red lake that's uh by the castle yeah it looks cool that this is actually a really neat level and the manticore uh he's simple again he just jumps out of the water he lands on these massive uh these sunken ships and you just dodge and attack dodge and attack it's not hard yeah (laughs) I had a I had trouble with this one. It was it was kind of funny because um, I would try to jump down and hit him a few extra times. And and I think because he would jump up or jump over to the other. You're basically between two sets of masts with little um, like cross masts on each. So it's like little platforms um, on either side and then a very tiny hole in the middle that you can fall through and die. And I kept he would jump over to the other side and I kept getting knocked back into this tiny hole. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I had trouble. I, I had no one. problem with him. Like it was just very, well, I'm, a, I'm also a reserve player. So like I'll watch the pattern before I even start attacking. And he was pretty obvious, you know, avoid the fireball when he jumps, hit him a few times, run away and just repeat it. It takes a bit, but it's, it's fairly simple. Yeah. I, I ended up beating it by, um, going kind of off the back of not off the back of the the screen, but it was like the furthest point I could go left without like falling back off the masts and dying. And I would just jump between the top two. And I think I could only hit him for like one hit per time that he jumped over. And then I would just kind of try to like jump up and down to avoid the, the fireballs. And I think I almost ran out of time because you do have a timer on the, on the side scrolling levels. I think I beat him oh, with yeah, like, you do. with like five of those little elapsed seconds to spare. Mm. And I never even, uh, never ran into that. I, I noticed the time. I just never ran out of it. it... Yeah. I, I did not have the best strategy for the manticore. <laughs> You'll beat him through dying. Right. But, um, Anyways, the reason I said the bridge is important because you need the bridge actually to start this one, like to progress in this one. And mm-hmm. you search for a guy named Teddy. And oh, I can't really. Do you remember much about Teddy? Because he was like very unremarkable. Uh, yeah, it's like a, a little um, a, one of the little villagers, like a little dude. And he and he's in Bloodpool, and And he I think does he go? Um, oh, yeah. Um, the, the two people, like the two main villagers that talk to you, I think Teddy is their son. And then he goes to like some cave by the, by the blood pool. Doesn't he oh, and you have to yeah, go kind yeah. of rescue him? Um, every now and then, like every, some of the maps have little, um, little events that happen with the villagers. Like, you know, yeah, they'll be like, Oh, Hey, we want to talk to you. God. And the angel will let you know. And then you go listen to them. It actually kind of reminds me that do you ever see that episode of Futurama where Bender gets hit? He's floating in space. He gets hit with oh, that yeah, yeah. chunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, metal Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that's all I could think of. Anytime the villagers wanted to talk to me. <laughs> well, that, that pretty much describes how this is. I mean, you're in yeah. the middle of like killing monsters and you're like, oh, they, the people in the temple have something to say to you. And it's just like, hey, we yeah. need this now, dude. And it's like, well, no, I'm trying to kill monsters. Fuck off. Shut up and build me another brewery. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I need more statues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead there. No, I think I think you had to um, you had to basically save Teddy by um, I can't remember what exactly you had to do, but I think when you sealed one of the monsters' dens, it gave you an item to take to the cave. Oh, it was a um, loaf of bread. Yeah, and oh, because he was starving, right? And then he came yeah, home. and the loaf of bread actually brought him back home. Yeah, because it reminded him of home. See, this uh, is more pronounced in the uh, the remake. The um, yes, yeah, like. They really focus on that Teddy portion, but this original game, it was just, it almost feels like an afterthought. Yeah. Like we gotta, we gotta add some stuff to the sim portion to kind of soup it up a little bit. Cause otherwise it, it really is just, you know, build your town, kill some monsters, you know, yeah, very procedural repeat. and then move on. Oh, in blood, uh, blood pool, I was talking about the magical stardust magic attack. Like this is the area you get the strongest magic spell in the game so you can get the magical stardust here uh yeah you'll find it uh once your villagers are able to fish they'll find it in uh the, the lake itself and then once you get that like i said after that it's just basically use it to run through most of the bosses can you toggle between because i had the fire one that you get in um in fillmore uh so I do, I do remember them finding something when they started fishing because, because blood pools like this blood red lake that I guess is just all blood. And then, yeah. And it's because and, of that castle. Yeah. And once you seal everything and, and take care of the monster in the castle, then the blood goes away and it turns into a regular clean lake and they fish in it and they find you this um, magic object that teaches you this attack. But can you toggle between the fire and that? I honestly never tried it. Once I had the magical stardust equipped, I just, I don't know. That's all I ever had uh, equipped. Oh, I must just not have turned it on. I'm just oh, an maybe. idiot. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It was your first time. You're allowed. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, what else do we have to say about blood pool? Not much. Um, after you beat act two, which is Zeppelin wolf, which starts out as a wizard and then ends up into a werewolf, which is kind of a, I'm going to call it a, I think I actually enjoyed this fight the most because of the uh, second part of it. Like the first one, the wizard shoots lightning at the ground. You just kind of dodge it and hit him with the magical stardust. Yeah. And after that, you got the, uh, the werewolf portion where you, well, you just hit him with the magical stardust. Yeah. I didn't have the magical stardust, but I, um, I think I, I didn't find the wolf too bad because I, I happened to be able to like hit him a few times with the sword before he starts jumping around the screen. And, uh, I ended up finishing that one without too much trouble. Yeah. I, trying to, I don't really remember this fight overly much like the werewolf part. I mostly remember the wizard part. But yeah. There's like a little wizard that there's platforms again, just kind of like, yeah, the he just goes up between castle. them and he shoots his lightning down. You beat him yeah. down. And once he gets to about half health, he changes into a werewolf. Yeah. Job. Well, yeah although i would say like if if he was because he's zapping around the screen kind of if you think about like a like kamek or whatever that little wizard from mario brothers that 
shoots those. Oh you yeah, know, yeah. They kind of disappear and reappear in places. He does the same thing, and if he's high enough up to like the second or third tier of the platforms on either side of the arena, I won't even go touch him because it's not even worth. Um, I, we didn't really talk about how the platforming handles, but I didn't think it was great. Uh, I didn't try to go out of my way to. Uh, I don't think it encouraged you know trying to do anything. It was slow. Like when you jumped, you would, uh, you'd have like a half a second pause when you landed for you to jump again, but it was very precise. So if you jumped from like one platform to the other, like you would land on it and you wouldn't slide, you wouldn't fall backwards. You wouldn't bounce. You would just plunk in that spot. And I like that. Yeah. But there also is just kind of half a beat where he, he can't really do anything. And I also found that jumping and attacking was kind of difficult there was a real kind of precise um, cadence that you had to do. If you wanted to jump and swing your sword, uh, I was finding times when he would jump and then I wasn't able to swing the sword because I either didn't hit the button fast enough or I hit it too fast. Yeah. And most the misses I had in the game were because of that mechanic. Yeah. Um, It could, it could, it can be frustrating. I'd say. Oh, absolutely. Frustrating. I don't hate the platforming in this game, but it is not the best. Yeah, it's definitely not polished. Yeah, um, I find the remake actually did a little more justice to it. But, uh, you know, this game is what it is. It's a product of 1991 and the first game released by Quintet. Yeah, and it's the first game. And that is to say, like any of these criticisms that we have, I I found this game to be one of the most and, and especially like trying to place myself in, you know, 1991 playing it. Little you know, kids sitting in front you know, of the TV waiting for Saturday morning cartoons. Right. Take like, me away, Ghostbusters. What a, just what a imaginative and, and creative concept for a game. Like, I don't oh, think yeah. there was anything else quite like this that combined all these different genres of games in one before. And this is one of the reasons I really like Quintet is uh, their games are just so well done with their stories and stuff like that like they'll ne- they don't um they don't do this type of game again like even act razor 2 gets rid of the uh, city building portion and just does a platforming game yeah which why is why you- it's like we're not going to uh, play act razor 2 because i'm just i'm not a fan of that game but like uh soul blazer illusion of gaia terra enigma uh, robotrack these are their other games and they are just such quality games that quintet I, I really wish they were still around nowadays making their games yeah it's funny you mentioned like act razor 2 doesn't have the the sim portion it's like well that's the sauce like that's what made act razor act razor is that yeah, it, it was it what made both. it special yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know if i would care to play just the platform because the platform yeah was kind it, of janky. I, I can never get into that game but uh all right, back to Bloodpool because mm-hmm. we've just defeat, uh, defeated Zeppelin Wolf there, and the Act Two ends, and people stop building because they need the harmonious music to carry on. Yeah, they we get, find like, that snap. in the next town. Yeah, yeah that is in uh, Cassandora. I liked this desert. one. This is the desert one. This one is really interesting. The only thing between this and I, bl- I think it was Northwall, um, how much magic you have to use to clear the land so they can actually do stuff. Yeah, we didn't mention that before. Um, you have, uh, I think it's five different types of magic that you can use. There's like lightning and rain and 
like basically all the all the elemental weather yeah, type lightning gets rid of trees yeah. rain will get rid of uh sand and also grow crops if they need it uh sun will get rid of snow wind will turn the windmills which we'll get to and then earthquake which moves the land so that it opens up stuff yeah and oh um the wind also um there's one portion of the the maps that are like swampy you can dry it out with the wind Ah, uh, that's right that was the other one the wind did i i only remember the uh windmills yeah the wind that was cool too though um yeah that's, that, that's a city away so we'll uh we'll yeah, save that for we'll there save it. <laughs> yeah we're, we're talking about the desert right now and the desert's very you know every desert on the entire uh video game universe is egypt basically yeah yeah and that's what we go with here it's a very egyptish uh, theme to it so act one you're in the desert you're running around you got snakes in the ground and you're running over sand dunes and stuff like that. It's actually a very uninspired level, in my opinion. Yeah, the level itself was um, pretty standard uh, desert fare, I guess. But the boss, I thought, was pretty... A dick. Yeah. Well, once I figured out the, the kind of trick to it, um, I thought I wasn't going to be able to beat it because I didn't really think there was a way past its attacks. But it's kind of like a uh, like a weird Sarlacc pit. Type yeah, thing. it's well the the um the the enemy's named Dagoba, so oh my god, really? Yeah, <laughs> they they didn't even pick the right planet if they're gonna <laughs> pull like <laughs> pull some Star Wars shit. Well, it's funny on the the wick uh, the wiki there for Razor, it actually makes a reference to how it's named after the planet uh, in Star Wars. So dumb. <laughs> even though isn't it the Dagoba system, not a planet? Well, the planet, yeah, the planet is Dagobah, but like, oh, okay, the, I'm not a Star Wars guy, so but I, yeah, I like the when they talk about systems, it's like you know, it's the it's the fifth planet in the Dagobah system, and I, whatever, you know, like of course, I'm, of I'm just pulling a number out of it. I don't know. Don't come at me, but no, no, it's it's too late. Your credibility <laughs> is on the line right now. So <laughs> once you take out Dagobah, uh, yep. who's just a worm that comes out of the ground, he's an antlion, antlion, ant lion. Oh yeah, yeah. That- that's a yeah. that's a not common, but you know you'll see that uh, in like Final Fantasy too. I think Final Fantasy, uh, yeah, Final Fantasy four has one. It's a very important uh, character in the game. Chrono Trigger has one as well. Yep. Well, uh, I, don't I think that, yeah. no Chrono Triggers is um, not an antlion. It's a skeleton. Anyways, that we'll get into that when I force you to play Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Well, you don't have to force me. I'll, I'll just play it. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna force you. <laughs> okay. Hold you down and have the cartridge slapping against your face. Play this, you dick. <laughs> but uh, you beat him. He's, like I said, an Atlan, and the level to fight him, you have two. You're basically going into a pit, and he's in the middle of the pit, and the sand is always going down, drawing you into the middle of the pit. So you have to dodge his attacks while hitting him. And- yeah, and the, the thing that really um, was difficult for me about this one is you hit the thing in the middle. It's like this weird, like tentacle thing coming up the middle. So you go down into the middle of this pit and swing your sword at it and immediately retracts. And then you have to move out of the way because these two claws come down from each side of the pit and just kind of like rake in and you have to figure out a way to avoid those with that clunky jumping. Um, yeah, I eventually yeah, and- did figure out a pattern to it, but, Man, that I think the tough. sand actually um, hampers your movements as well. 
It does. It makes it, it kind of pulls you, it pulls you in a little bit. So it takes a little power out of your movement and jumping. I'm fed of the jump. Yeah. But after you beat Dagobah, you get to the sim portion of the game, our favorite part. And this is where you got to use the rain magic and you have to clear the sand. Otherwise they can't actually build anything. Mm -hmm. And it's very important if you want to make this town prosperous. Uh, back in Bloodpool, you'll get the ability to use wheat. And uh, one of the first things you should do is change the cornfields to wheat, which increases the amount of food and therefore the prosperity. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would actually find myself um, because you can you have this um, this thing called the Sky Palace and it can you you hop in it and you can move from region to region. I would actually find myself getting back in my Sky Palace and going back to the previous um, towns so that I could talk to the villagers and gather wheat and bring it back to other areas that didn't have it. So that that's one yeah. way that I did. I did go back and forth a little bit. Yeah, that was uh, that was a very important part. Uh, so after you do the, all the wheat stuff like that, there's, uh, oh, what is it? You get to a point where you have to guide the people to find the wanderer. And the wanderer is just some guy in the middle of the desert who's dead. And if you yeah. find him, you get the harmonious music that will help you finish off Bloodpool. Because the people in Bloodpool are all sad and frumpy and the harmonious music makes them happy again. Yeah, so and basically then, like the the towns all have little frowny faces and and blood pool and it actually stops the progress of your population. Yeah, and this is the only way to get them back to working so you can maximize the town so you can maximize your uh, your levels. Right. And then that leads us into the end of act 2 where you fight the pharaoh and I actually this enemy kind of bothers me. Does Not, it really? Well, not I the mean, fact like what he does is pretty fairly straightforward. Again, yeah. magical stardust him to death, but it's just, it's a Pharaoh's head. Same thing you would find in any desert game of this era. Yeah. Deserts equal Egypt. Right. And it's, it's like, uh, well, it's so on the nose that when you, um, I think as you're going through Cassandora and, and, um, you know, fighting back the desert, a pyramid actually appears like just a straight up pyramid. And as you go through this, this level in, in uh, act two or whatever, you know, when you're, when you're going back through the platforming again to finish off that region, it's yeah, it's just a Pharaoh head. It's, it's basically like King Tut's funeral mask. It's, I mean, everyone's seen it. You just Google King Tut and that's what comes up. It's like the most iconic uh, ancient artifact of all time and they just yeah, and ripped it and put it right in the game <laughs> yeah he's another enemy that's not impossible to beat with the sword it's um he slams down on top of you then he fires out some projectiles and when they hit the wall they turn into masks that fire out arrows so you just kind of dodge that again it's it's patience mostly that'll beat him unless you again have magical stardust and then you just wipe him out yeah i just i just figured the pattern and avoided the projectile yeah, because you missed you missed yeah. the best spell in the game you beat this one honestly i beat everything from this point on uh i didn't finish the game because we'll get to that but um <laughs> everything from this point on i i beat the honest way i didn't use i really underutilized i didn't use the magic at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's mistake. actually fairly impressive considering how easy it was when i did use the magic such a mistake yeah 
All right, so you beat the pharaoh, and after this, uh, they're going to stop building until you get the herb, which is found in Marahana, which is two uh, towns away. So this is kind of a write-off for a bit. The sweet, but, uh, the sweet uh, herb. Yeah. <laughs> well, Canadian bud. Yeah. <laughs> so after this, you go to the next town, which is called Eidos. A-I-T-O-S, Eidos. Don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's pronouncing it good enough. Oh, and, Eidos, the 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 studio that made Tomb Raider. Oh, is it? No, I'm kidding. It's no, just, that begins with an E. You, yeah, you I know. Just, yeah, don't I know. you start, Mister. <laughs> but uh, okay, so the first one. This is actually um, a unique moment, and this is actually what I was going to get into a lot earlier when we were talking about the items. This is the uh, boss you get the flame sword in. So the level is fairly straightforward. You're kind of jumping through a bamboo forest, and then you end up in front of a waterfall eventually and the boss is a serpent and in this time you can get a flame sword so you you have to kind of dipsy doodle you get the flame sword and the flame sword is special because it shoots a projectile out out of the tip so when you get to the serpent there it's hard to hit him with your sword because he moves around very fast and it's a bunch of jumping on platforms and stuff like that but with the flame sword you can actually hit him with the projectile and it actually takes him out a lot quicker fuck's sake this is another you didn't one. Know about that, did you? I never got the flame sword, and this I also beat this dragon just with the regular sword and no magic. Jesus, you're a monster. <laughs> Our next enemy is Sam. He was um, unbeaten. Yeah. Yeah, but so all right, so you beat him with the sword. I beat him with the flame sword, which I took the time to go get. But then uh we move back into the sim mode. You kind of use uh lightning around here to kind of scour the landscape. Mm-hmm. eventually you're going to cl- close off the monster layers and then they're going to build windmills and then beg you for wind to spin the windmills. And I was talking about that. Yeah, that I thought was kind of cool because they build these windmills and they're not doing anything. And then and then they talk to you they're like, oh, oh, metal lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, basically, yeah, they're they're begging you for wind. You know, can you please make wind to make our you know windmills turn? So, yeah, what's really nice about this one is they didn't need you to plant wheat for them, so. Right, and and you use the wind spell once, and I think it turns all the windmills on the map. So it's yeah. not like you have to, like, go find each one and or, or like, they stop. That would have been really irritating if, if like, <laughs> oh, yeah, one, one had stopped, and then you got to go make it start again. And Well, yeah, that's one of the things that irritated me about the magic is everything is done in a block. Like, you have, like, a square that you put down for the direction they build the magic you shoot and all that stuff. Yeah. And like levels like the desert and uh, the tundra, like the frozen tundra, you have to get rid of the ice or the sand one block at a time. And the way you recover your magic is actually killing the enemies that come out of the layers. Yep. So you could use something like, um, let's say lightning you could use it like two maybe three times and then you had to kill a bunch of enemies to recover your magic otherwise you can't progress and then if you get hit enough and you can't shoot arrows anymore well you're just kind of up shit's creek without a paddle right yeah you gotta (laughs) i guess you gotta find a way to replenish your magic but like yeah if you're out of enemies and you still have there's there's ways that you can kind of goof yourself up in this game uh, I, I found some of them obviously uh <laughs> yeah yeah basically get be too stubborn to die right um <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Uh, oh, one thing I'll mention about about Itos is uh, this is the first place where you encounter the the skull head. So this oh, is oh yeah, I was going to bring that up. Uh, yeah, your first uh, the worst of the worst, the skull heads, the earthquake, the town destroyers. If you don't get them, they fuck your day up. Yeah, so I I actually had gotten to the point I think where. I had almost all of the map. I had all the trees cleared and I had just about all the map covered with towns. And one of the little skull heads like kind of snuck off the screen. I think I was maybe focusing on one of the blue dragon layers because like those skull heads haven't really done anything yet except like rush at me and and hurt me quite a bit. Uh, And then I heard it drop like the whole it was off screen and the whole screen started to kind of rattle and then all of my towns were gone. (laughs) Oh, that would drive me. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. But uh, once you get rid of them, this one's pretty straightforward. Eventually, you're going to find something called the Sheep's Fleece. This is very important for a couple of towns away. But uh, at the end of Act 2, you're going to jump in. You're going to fight the Fire Wheel. This is an enemy that is exactly what it sounds like. It is a wheel of fire. Yeah, it's got and, like a little demon face in the middle. It just kind of rotates and yeah, it goes around. You hop over them, you avoid them. Again, magical stardust works surprisingly well on them. I think this is one where um, I just found a spot on you know the screen on the arena. Like it's some of these boss battles are kind of similar. Where like we talked about the Manticore, the um, that werewolf. What'd you call that wolf guy? Um, oh. Um shoot oh god don't put me on the spot like that zeppelin wolf zeppelin wolf yeah i was like it had like this really metal sounding name but okay um there's sets of platforms on the left and right side of the screen going up and i had a lot of trouble with this flame wheel uh i couldn't really figure out a way to avoid it very well with with the way the platforming is so i just kind of parked myself on between like the first and second platform and just swung my sword the entire time and just kind of outlasted it. Yeah, if it works, it works, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was the, the, uh, the stubborn method of, of beating it. <laughs> yeah. And I guess the nice thing about this is after you beat him, uh, Itos doesn't have anything stopping it from just continuing to build. So it's kind of a, uh, a nice place to sit back and just kind of relax for a bit and let, let the city build up so you can build up your character. Right yeah, that was. You... Oh, go ahead. Oh, just just the, like kind of an element of the game that I thought was cool. Like if you're having trouble with um, like an act two where you're going through and, and trying to beat the boss and you just don't feel like you have enough, you know, magic spell or you don't have enough hit points to make it through and you're just having trouble. You can always go back and just make sure that your towns are all developed to the best that they can be in each, you know, you can, you can hop around in all the places you've developed. And I actually found, I think pretty early in the game, I was having trouble with one of those uh, second levels. And um, I just went back and developed my town a little bit and raised a level and got a few more hit points and then went back into it. So that that's kind of a strategy that you can use if you feel that you're a little underpowered. Oh yeah, that works. It's actually the best way to do. I found the sim building in this. So, just calming once you killed all the monster layers. Yeah. You just sit back there and then you, they build the town and you just enjoy life for a little bit. Oh, this, I, I just remembered something about, about Itos with that skull head. So when that happened, um, I don't think I killed 
enough of the skull heads. I just sent my villagers in to seal it. Because uh, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to let that happen again. I'm just going to go seal it, even though it's not, you know, they're not all completely killed off. So I think the, the layer was still relatively strong. And one of the little, the, one of the two villagers that talks to you actually died. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's like a woman and her husband that are like the main, um, the main communicators with this angel or with the god or whatever. And it was like my husband was injured sealing the monster's lair, and then I had them seal another layer, and he died. <laughs> Jeez, you're a monster yourself. Yeah, I guess. Work harder, dick. Yeah. <laughs> So you finish off that and, you know, after Sam kills off, you know, his, his worshipers, we move yeah. off to uh, Barana and we start with the Rafflasher, which is a dumb name and yeah, it, what, what was but it actually has meaning to it. It's a genus of parasitic flowering plants, which actually describes the, bo- uh, this boss fairly well. Raff. Raflesia flowers can be seen in the background during the fight. So Raflesia flowers is what this is based off of. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking at the wiki right now, and it has a little trivia section, so I didn't pull that out of my ass. I should mention that. I have the wiki open, and I just kind of keep browsing at it every so often just to see what the trivia says on the bosses. Dude, just take credit for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was totally no me, me, man. Totally me. Not by somebody uh, who spent a long time actually doing this. <laughs> but uh, fairly simple boss with a little bit of difficulty to him. He's uh, a plant against the wall there, and he shoots out these uh, like blue orbs that have little things that come out he can't hit. And then there's always a plant underneath the ground that you kind of have to avoid. So you have to move to the left let the plant shoot out of the ground, move to the right, and, you know, go beat the crap out of the boss itself. Again, it's another patience thing. If uh, you take the time to learn the pattern and, you know, just don't rush into it, you should get this guy done fairly quickly. Yeah, I found I found Rafflasher very easy. I just looked up a picture of it to kind of jog my memory. And yeah, that, that one, it's just that little, that little weird tail that kind of comes back and forth, but you just avoid that and everything else can pretty much be attacked with your sword. Yeah, exactly. It's not uh, not anything to write home about. So you go back to the sim area, and uh, you must first use Earthquake to link the islands. Yeah, uh, I did that in the wrong order. Uh, oh, I had my you? town built up, and then I had to eat it and, and use that Earthquake. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now, so I remember I, this one from my first time playing it, so I think I might have done the same thing the first time I played yeah. it. So. I skull headed myself basically. Yeah, pretty much. You are your own worst enemy. Yeah. So yeah, um, after that, lightning again to get rid of some trees so they can build up, and you got to use wheat here to get your town to prosper. Uh, working through this, eventually you're going to get the herb, and you're looking for the herb for uh, what town was it? You're looking for the herb for uh, Cassandora. So they needed the herb there because they weren't high enough to continue working. Yeah, they all I think I think the the that helps them because they have a plague and that's like the cure for their plague. Yes, yeah, so it's a cure for everything. Just sit back, you smoke a little herb and you're good to go. Here's everyone's plague. Yeah, exactly. Um if you have the compass which you find in Bloodpool after you give the harmonious music to them because it's a big long circular thing. 
uh, you're going to get a source of magic out of this. Source of magic just kind of increases your magic uh, power so that you default with the one extra little scroll there. Yeah, this is one that I missed, I think. Yeah, well, this one's not easy. I mean, I looked this up, and it's like, get the compass, which you get in Bloodpool, for doing the harmonious music, which you get in, uh, oh, what's it called? Um, Cassandora. Cassandora, sorry. You know, it's it's a long walk for a short reward. Yeah, it's a lot of, like, yeah. This leads to this, leads to this, leads to this. And like and you were saying, like, if you use the thing in the wrong spot, it just gets rid of it. It's like, eh, you can't use the compass here. Oh, it broke. Right. It's like, oh, this doesn't do anything here. But it doesn't say, like, this doesn't do anything here. You can't use it. It's just like, you used it, and it doesn't do anything here, you dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually probably something that'll knock a point off this game. Because I, I didn't run into that uh that I can remember, not in this one. This one, I kind of use a little bit of a, a guide, like the wiki there, to know where to put everything. But <clears throat> there's nothing really that tells you not to use it. And it's kind of unfair if it's not usable, but it's something like a compass. Like, it's not going to break if you look at a compass. It's a crappy quality compass. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's one of those, I think it's one of those things that's maybe a holdover from from old, like, this is an older game. Let's, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, um, gosh however many years old now over 30 years old you know at, at the point you know at that point things were like you talk about nes hard um things that are cryptic things that aren't really explained it's just like you you go and you use this here and and this opens up but there's nothing that really tells you that it's it's a lot of trial and error and i think maybe that's kind of the, this game does the same thing and you know maybe you you play it through and and then you you get it out again later and you're like i want to i want to play act razor again and then you might find something new the next time yeah, you play puzzles it. like this are what sold nintendo powers yes yeah that too <laughs> okay. all right so where were we yes you have just done all the stuff in marahana and now you're going to go fight kalia the act two boss uh kalia, I gotta, I gotta remember which one that was kalia is like the um I describe them without you know getting myself in trouble. Uh, trying to think of the word here. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> well, I just looked at it. It kind of looks like a Hindu god. Hindu. Uh, that's the word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, it looks Jeez. like the. It looks like the. Um, well, okay. So here's the appearance that it, that it's described as a six-armed cobra-headed hovering monster, and I think I can't remember because I I don't know, um, Hindu. Uh, religion very but well but it gets Sorry, its but, uh yeah. gets its styling from that yeah it looks like how you see like the the elephant head you know god with all the arms and uh, it looks Ganesh. like Ganesh. yes 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 i think so uh, i can't remember the name it's it sadly it comes from the simpsons when apu was talking about him <laughs> but it's been so long since i've seen that episode i can't remember um the actual name i thought this boss had some cool, sort of though. internet this was a cool looking boss. It was um, actually, it was a fun boss. You know who he yeah. reminds me of? Um, in Mega Man X, when you're fighting Sigma, you know the part there where he has like the uh, claws that you come down, you jump on them, and you, you attack Sigma? Yes. Well, it's the same idea because this guy has these platforms with spikes underneath, and they drop down, you jump on top of them, and you beat them down with a good old he healthy dose of magical stardust. Yeah, there's a, I think there's a Sonic the Hedgehog boss in, in a, one of the old Sega games where it's like, they sh yeah, it's like it shoots oh, down an arm is... and then you 
run up the arm and jump. Yeah, up. this has probably been used in a lot of games. Yeah, it's kind of a cool. I like that concept though. So yeah, there's like spiked platforms that drop down, and you just jump on it and ride it up. You can get maybe two hits on it before you have to jump back off again because there's spikes on the ceiling. Yeah, and is again, it's everything in this game comes down to patience. Like you're not going to yeah. beat the bosses by just spamming the attack button. Yeah, you definitely have to time it so that it's like maybe i can get two two hits in here then i gotta jump down and and stand under the spot where it's gonna attack again dodge out of the way ride this thing up do it again rinse repeat um yeah some some maybe wouldn't like that style of boss uh i i thought it was kind of cool because it was kind of like a a puzzle where you have to each encounter was a little different and you have to kind of figure out how to get around it yeah, and I just looked up the trivia here. So Kalia seems to be based on a combination of Hindu gods and creatures such as Ganesha, Vishnu, Indra, etc. Among others who were all depicted as having multiple arms. And the Nagas, who are depicted as somewhat positive serpent beings. The name Kalia most likely comes from Kali, the Hindu goddess of time, change, and ultimately death. Neat. That's so, a cool one. Yeah, it's like a cool... Yeah cool homage to yeah. the word hindu is the one i couldn't remember what it was and i didn't want to say anything that would uh become like overly offensive so right. i just kind of sat there and bit my tongue right <laughs> and all right so you've beaten uh you beat kalia you're off to Northwall, the last town before we get to the end of the game and north town is frozen and you a while ago got the sheep's fleece require this after you beat merman fly which is a dumb name again. Yeah. And he is. How do I describe him? Half fly, half something else with wings, like dragon wings. Uh, like I'm looking at the... a picture of him right now, and it's just. What's the wiki say? Merman fly is the upper half of a pale armored humanoid with wings. Okay, so. So he's the fly. <laughs> yeah, I think fly is as in he can fly, not as in he is a fly. He is a fly. Ah, uh, but um, yeah. What is? Hold on. Okay, merman fly. Such a weird name. Yeah, I remember this one. Why don't I remember this one? Uh, probably because you blanked out and uh, beat him by accident. Actually, yeah, this is another one where like I I just barely beat this one with like a hit point left. Just. Uh, dodging the attack, swinging my sword. Um, yeah, stick and move, stick and move. There's like in the in the battle arena, there's like little divots in in the floor where it's like kind of lowered, like a couple little humps. Um, when he comes at you, I just went down into those one of those divots and ducked, and sometimes he didn't hit me, and then I would just kind of come up out of the water a little bit and get a couple hits on him. That was pretty much how I did it. Yeah, and it's pretty much what you got to do. Magic's not great on this guy, so. Well, he's off the screen a whole bunch. What, after yeah, he, and that's after that's why attack. Magical Stardust doesn't work. Yeah. But after you beat him, you're in Northwall, and the first thing you got to do is melt the snow with the sun. And then you get your people, and then you give them the sheep's fleece, and then they're finally warm enough to be able to start developing stuff. But here is where you have two skull head layers. Yeah. You sure but do. This is like the dickish one because one skull head layer, because they take so many hits to kill is pretty hard. You're focusing a lot on the skull heads and trying to take those brief few seconds you have to actually develop the town. Right. 
without a- without letting them. And this is where I discovered that um, I think one snuck off screen and actually did get off that earthquake attack again. And this is where I discovered that um, that earthquake attack also replenishes the um, the unsealed monster layers because I had oh, really I didn't know completed. that. Yeah. So like the I think the blue dragon I had kind of like I was keeping an I was trying to keep an eye on the skull heads. And I was like, I'll try to I'll try to get rid of this blue dragon because they're just kind of pesky. Um, and then they fly around and kind of run interference on me. So I I would pepper those. I, I got rid of all those finally. And then one of those skull heads did that earthquake attack and I started seeing blue dragons again and I checked and there were probably I think it replenished like 60 some of them. Jesus. Yeah. Didn't know that happened. I never paid attention to that before. So that's like a double a double whammy. Not only does it destroy all your stuff, but it strengthens all the, the rest of the monsters. Yeah, and uh nice thing about Northwall though is that it's a pretty cut and dry last little area there. There's nothing really special you have to do besides seal the layers and take on the last boss. Yeah, you do have to um there's like a frozen lake in the top corner though. Um so you have to un unfreeze all that, and then I think that's where that kind of kicks the the end game into into gear for you. Uh, I found that after I and it's labeled in the in the manuals. It's like the manual tells you exactly what to do. Um, <laughs> there's like little squares A, B, C, and D. It's like a four square little uh, lake at the top, and then once you melt all the lake then there's like a little boat in it and they find something for you i think oh probably something simple again my notes doesn't have anything that uh that's special so if anything they find you another source of magic yeah it was something i think it might have been a source of magic and then they also kind of tell you what to do next because i had i had cleared uh i think i had cleared all the monster layers and i had developed as much as i could and there was nothing nothing else was really progressing uh and then finally i was like oh there's one more little piece of this lake i guess i'll just melt it for for kicks and then that's what kind of kicked off the end game oh okay well once you get to the end game you're going in to fight the arctic wyvern wyvern yeah it is what it sounds like it is a wyvern made of ice kind of a cool looking boss yeah yeah um Magical Stardust. That's how I beat him. Also, your plain old sword will work. Oh, yeah. The sword works <laughs> on everybody, but that's if you don't have Magical Stardust. <laughs> if you didn't, plain if you old. didn't, uh, if you didn't explore the game enough to like find out what else is useful, then yeah, you could just wail on it with your sword, I guess. Oh, yeah. And just barely beat it. <laughs> yeah. Just get out of his flight path, avoid the frost breath, and then just hit him with the sword until you beat him. He's a fun enemy, nothing super special about him, but you'll see him again in a minute because once you beat him, it opens up the final area. And I'm going to give this one all to you, Sam, because you just went through this and that final area is Deathheim. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's basically a, a boss rush. Uh, you have to go through. I don't think they're in, in the exact order of the game, but there's um, all these um, like kind of demon faces in a row um and then there's one big one at the top and then each time you beat one of the bosses it deactivates their eyes as you go through and so it's like you're in this um you're like standing on this little platform and it warps you into a a boss battle you fight the boss battle 
if you beat it, you come back out and it warps you right into the next one. So it's like one after another, you just have to go through and beat every boss in the game. And um, when he says bosses, he means the act two bosses. Yeah, the act two bosses. Yeah, yeah, the first bosses in every town, they're dead. But these act yeah. two bosses are back with vengeance. Because not only do you have to beat them all again, but their stats are buffed a little bit. Oh, yeah, they move faster. Um, it's tough. I did not. Yeah, and it. you get one life, <laughs> one uh, bar of health, one row of uh, magical or magical uses there. So, however many you got, so you got to kind of uh, manage your resources. Yeah, and I this is where I found that um, since I I did not unfortunately um, play the sim portion of the game to the uh, to the fullest, I was a little underpowered for this boss rush and uh, I did not end up finishing it, but I did look up the end. So um, I did get to see the, the final boss look pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And the final boss is Tanzara, which you read about in the player's manual at the very beginning story. This is the evil one that you heard at the beginning of this podcast. And he is, he's in two parts. So if you manage to be able to you know, kind of save your magic, it'll help you here a little bit, but not super great. But this is the second instance you get the flame sword with the shooting projectile at the end. Mm-hmm. And Tanzra has a health bar that kind of goes from left to right on the screen there. Like he's more than double the size of your maximum health bar you can get. He's just, he's just fun. Yeah, I like that kind of concept where the the end boss is so strong and their um, their health bar is so big, it almost looks like the game is broken. You know, like it almost looks like it it glitches the game out because it's so strong. I love yeah. seeing that on a final boss. I, I just it's so intimidating. You know, the six bosses you take on before him are fine with uh, one. A bar of health and you know your magic but i kind of wish you at least replenish your health before you jumped into this fight because if you get yeah. your ass beaten those six boss fights well you're going to be restarting this fight again when you die you restart at the last boss you fought except for this guy you'll restart at the uh, beginning of the tanzara fight he's uh yeah he's just definitely like a uh He's a true to form last boss. He's super strong. He has two forms. His attacks are hard to dodge. But when you beat him, it is such a satisfying. Yeah, that yeah, that I did not finish that one. (laughs) I had to I think I could get maybe um, just just my plain little guy with just the sword and the flame attack um, magic or whatever. Like I didn't have the, the what was it called? Like the stardust magic or I didn't have that one equipped. Yeah, but, but he um, has his version of it, which is kind of fucky. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that on the, I watched a YouTube playthrough, but I think I only got through maybe four or five on the boss rush. So I got pretty far in, but um, I was just ending up having to, there were a couple of bosses where I just ended up having to take too many hits and, and I would just kind of peter out. So um, I think, there's definitely replay like i would definitely try this game again and and try to play it the right way to get get the right loadout for the final boss rush and i think oh you will now that you've played this game it sits in your back of your brain for the rest of your life and every so often when you're thinking of something to play this game will come to your mind yeah i should take another crack at act razor 
It yeah, is absolutely. fun. It's a super fun but, game. But the ending in this game, uh, I watched a clip of, like, I actually never beat Tanzer myself. I, I'm just, like, you know, flexing here, even though I'm lying. So I'll admit that right <laughs> away. So I never beat him. I watched a video like you did, and I watched the ending of the game. And the ending of the game is very, you know, what you'd expect. The people no longer need God, and over time they start to forget God, and then it just kind of disappears. So you're there, but you're not actually like interacting with the people anymore. And it kind of goes over every town and gives a little story about each one. It was a decent ending. It concluded everything, but I wouldn't call it the greatest ending in the world. It's kind of, um, I wonder if it's almost like a commentary on how like people interact with religion, you know, eventually not not to say that we've we've done this as a society but like societies grow and then they kind of evolve beyond the need for you know praying or you know sacrificing to their gods and stuff like that oh so yeah the debauchery of society <laughs> uh i just read american gods so like if you <laughs> if you've ever read that book uh it's it's kind of that's like what that story is all about oh you're all ramped up but if you uh, w- I'm going to force you to do this. And I know you say I'm not forcing you, but there's other Quintet games and everyone seems to deal with kind of how earth develops. So it's uh soul blazer illusion again, Terra Enigma, the three I can think of off the top of my mind. I'll kind of have a story about how earth, uh, like how you go from basically, uh, it's not really a stone age earth, like a nothing earth and, and up until a developed society. And they've all tell their story that way. And this game does kind of the same thing. It was their first foray into this type of storytelling. Yeah. I'd have to say if, if any of these, um, if any of these games are as imaginative and, and kind of creative as act razor, I'll, I'll really enjoy them. Oh I yeah. This, really this isn't like even this my game. favorite game of the quintet quintology or a quintet. It's a, it's a good, it's, this is a good game. Um, do we want to talk a little bit about the, I, I played a little bit of the remake, but there is a, there is a remake that's out. There. Yeah. And you can get that on the switch or the PlayStation. And I'm not sure if it's on the Xbox, but they kind of overhauled the entire thing. Instead of sealing layers by having your townspeople walk around the middle or like surround it, mm-hmm. you actually go in and you have like a little mini boss fight. Yeah. It's really and- cool. It's like a, um it's like this pulsing like like kind of wart thing that's like emanating evil or whatever and there's monsters like a pimple on earth yeah it's like you got to just kind of slash at this pimple thing until it until it ruptures and then all the evil is gone (laughs) so they've improved on the game if you're going to play act razor i would say play act razor renaissance it's a very different but very True to the original game, it just kind of improves on the original, which is what you want to see when you have a remake. Yeah, it almost feels like they did a bunch of stuff that they wish they could have done. Um, I don't know if it's the same developers or if, if you know, now Square Enix took it and um, just added to it. But it's oh, it's it, probably almost, Square Enix giving it to some interns. Well, the interns did a bang up job. Oh yeah, they did. <laughs> it's it's really cool. It's like it's it's almost like. Um, you know, I, I thought that ActRaiser for a game that was made in the in the early 90s um, was a very ambitious game that combined so many different genres in, in such an effective way. And um, 
it just act razor renaissance just expands on all of that because there's um there's the town building there's you know the action platforming you know there's um you know you you are going around on the map with the little naked baby and shooting arrows at the monsters with hearts on the end with hearts on the end it actually looks more like there's hearts on the end in renaissance it's a little more pronounced i think Uh, it's it's cupid on crack right yep um Uh all right, oh, before we a... wrap this up, Sam, let's uh, there are yeah. three more little points here to talk about, and we're going to just lump them together because there's not a lot to talk about on them. And we kind of covered some of it as we went along, but it's the music, which you said gets repetitive. It sure does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The graphics, which are fine, like it's not very detailed on the sim mode, but the platforming mode is actually uh, it's where they put the kind of effort into making it look very nice. And then the yeah. gameplay, which we've discussed, the 2D platforming mode is got it. Well, it has its problems where when you land, you kind of have like a half second pause before you can actually do any actions again. Yeah, a little clunky. Yeah. So uh, the music in the platforming levels I enjoyed, but like you said, they get repetitive. Uh, I was listening to the soundtrack to look for some of the songs here. and. Yeah, uh, they're good. They're great. Uh, you'll actually notice that they kind of repeat them in later games. But uh, well, I oh, wouldn't say repeat the them, but you, you hear like the inspiration of it. But it gets very, very repetitive. It does. Um, yeah, that's where I said, you know, it's it's fun to kind of grind through the sim portions, but I did eventually turn the music down and it's like the especially the sim portion it's just this kind of like repetitive yeah do, uh, do, like, do, 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 yeah do, like do, like do, renaissance do. fair lute sounding music <laughs> yeah it it just drives you unless you have the ability to tune it out and yeah you know that requires you know years and years of practice and at least a 30-year marriage i think right. the best I think the best uh, aspect of this game, aside from just like gameplay and, and concept and, and everything uh, visually, I think the bosses looked really cool. And, and those side scrolling levels were. were yeah, I like the side scrolling levels because there was backgrounds in them that kind of and, really yeah, amplified the, the level. Backgrounds and, and bosses were all really well designed and, and looked cool. And yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to wrap this up now. We've uh, we've actually gone an hour and 20 minutes into the discussion. I thought this was going to last 45 minutes tops, but <laughs> we had a lot we to got say. going. So Sam, we're no longer doing our uh, logical gut feeling because I don't think it really is uh, truthful to how we actually feel about a game. So just how do you feel this game? How would you score it out of 10? Out of 10, I think I'd give it like a 7.5. It gets a lot of points for um, those visuals we just mentioned. uh, All the the gameplay, just switching back and forth between the genres like that. Um, But I did take, I took some points off for like just the, just the clunky controls a little bit uh, irritated me and um, just a couple little things. Uh, But, but other overall, it's play it. It's great. Uh, yeah, it's a, definitely a great game, and I'm going to give it an eight. Um, all right. Some of the same stuff you said, uh, the controls, the inconsistent difficulty, I'd say. 
I'll call it because sometimes like as we're, as we're going through some of the levels, I remember being easier and they're later in the game. So it's instead of having like a nice curve of difficulty, uh, it's all over the place. So it loses a point there and the repetitive music, it loses half a point. So I, yeah, I, I give it a solid eight and I definitely uh, recommend this game for anybody who loves old Super Nintendo RPGs. Yeah, definitely, definitely play it. Um, and then, you know, if you're if you're on the fence about, you know, I don't I don't want to play this old game. If it's, you know, got its issues, then they clean them up in, in ActRaiser Renaissance. I, I've, I've oh, only yeah. played a little bit of it so far, but it's it's very true to the original and adds a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. And if I had to pick between the two, I'd tell people to play the Renaissance because it is definitely a better quality game. Absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps up another episode of Retrotopia. Sam, thank you for uh, being my partner in crime. Anytime, buddy. Anytime. And uh, yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll talk next time when we we play uh, an even more frustrating game. <laughs> oh, absolutely! And good luck making it to tomorrow without a toilet. Yeah, we're uh, it's it's a little precarious. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. You shouldn't have had Taco Bell tonight. Oh, God, if I had, <laughs> we'd have some problems. I, oh, you'd, I be, you'd be done for. You're down at the gas station. You don't care who's in the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> or what. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we better get out of here before uh, we turn this into a whole toilet uh, podcast. Yeah, that we'll save that for a, for an episode about a raunchy toilet game. Oh, absolutely. I'll talk to you again in a week. Well, actually, I'll talk to you all week, but we'll do this again in a week. And the next game we're doing is going to be Disney's Lion King. So until next time, this was Retrotopia. Take care. (laughs)